If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 401. Plenty to talk about this week. Destin went to the Halo Outpost Discovery, a.k.a. HaloCon. Can we just go with Bam! HaloCon? That's me. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about that, plus some Batman news from Rocksteady. It's not quite the news you're hoping for, but it's something. <laughs> Play Dead, uh, just a, the tiniest of updates on their next project following Outside, which is now three years old already. Uh, you'll get you get a chance to play Gears Five coming up and more this week on Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey with you here. It's July 9th, two thousand nineteen. Podcast Unlocked, episode four hundred one. Your, he got the BAM in already, Destin Legary. BAM. Got another one. Another one. Two, <laughs> Double dose of BAM. Two for one. Two BAMs in a week. Got to make up for Miranda not being here. She yeah. is out sick today, unfortunately. Uh, so uh, we do miss her. Brandon Tyrell. Howdy, howdy. Good to have you. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm worried that I'm coming down with whatever Miranda That's, has. No, nope, you're not allowed to do that because I'm in a confined small <laughs> yes, room with you. Yes, you are. So please, for the love of God, I'm not locked any. in here with you. <laughs> Yeah, is this Dark Souls or Doom? Of <laughs> I guess it depends uh, from your perspective or mine. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're Doom and I'm Dark Souls. Okay. In this case, I'll take. That. I'm locked in the room with you. Yeah. And you're locked in. The, in your case, I'm locked in the room with you. We're all locked in here together. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, July. Here we go. The, the dredges of summer, which I love summer, except with video games because mm-hmm. that's always the slowest time of the year. But. There's some stuff out. Sea of Solitude, yeah. you know, a big EA original came out uh, this week. I haven't had a chance, or I guess last week, technically. Yeah, it was last the end of last, last week. week. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. It's been reviewing uh, sort of Fine. middle of the road. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for most sites, 6.5 yeah. and, and okay and a half out of 10 on IGN. Sounds I still, I want to give it a look. I mean, I'm, it, I'm into games like that. It has something to say. Yeah, it looks intriguing. And even if I, I think one of the criticisms that our reviewer levied against it was that it just kind of overstays its welcome. Yeah. And even if that's the case, like I'm really interested in seeing like some of the unique mechanics or the way they marry those mechanics with narrative. You know? Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, so that's that's out. But otherwise, it's it's going to be pretty quiet mm-hmm. uh, as far as the releases go on the Xbox side for a while. Thankfully, there are. A, a, a summer full of conventions between 
You know, E3 kind of kicks us off in June. We got San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. which Microsoft actually used to show up pretty big at. A lot of game publishers did. Um, they haven't so much in recent years, although. Granted, even when they did, it was usually just with the same builds they had at E3, but it's still a chance for people to see them that, yeah. didn't, that didn't get to go to E3. And that's largely what Comic-Con and Gamescom is, is sort of a second look at stuff. Yeah. Some people bring new stuff to Gamescom, but yep. Comic-Con is usually, since it's entertainment-focused, the game side is generally like just another take on the things they brought to E3. Yeah, so I know, Brandon, you're you're heading up our team's uh, Gamescom planning. You're going to be mm-hmm. heading over there. Destin, are you going this year? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so you guys will be gone Germany buddies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be fun. Pulse. I still remember, Pulse. so the, I've only gone once, 2013, it was the year the Xbox One came out. Mm-hmm. Destin, you and I did a podcast from my hotel room. Remember <laughs> oh, that? Did we? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, sort of. There's a lot yeah, of that. I forgot that about fun. that. That was a good, I remember we were in that. that. nice hotel, though. That was the, a good time. The year Mafia 3 came out, I went to Gamescom, <clears throat> and we ended up interviewing, yeah. I think it was you and I, it was you we and ended up interviewing Hayden Blackman, who is the uh, game studio head, who was yeah. the studio head at the time. Uh, and we interviewed him in his hotel room, and we like had this whole setup going on, and we're brewing coffee in those tiny little coffee makers that they have in hotel rooms. That video did like two million views. Yeah, I mean, yes, it was a, it was a resounding success, but yeah. one of the one of the stranger uh, interviews I've I had in my career. Yeah, uh, Ryan, I actually just got back from a gaming convention. I got back from Guardian Con. It is the Destiny convention, yes. and next year they're rebranding. I was just looking up Gaming Community Expo, so hmm. it's still you know Destiny at heart, but they're so it's been expanding instead every of Gamescom. It's it's Gamecom Com Gaming Community Expo. <laughs> the GC. You know Gamecom Con Game. Gaming community convention, Gamecom Con, yeah, gaming community. I like it. The the GC was important to them because they wanted to keep the Guardian Con at heart. Yeah, and uh, but they were running into this problem with branding where everybody just thought it was the Destiny convention because yeah. Guardian Con. So like, uh, well, that's this, how it going to allow right? them to spawn. It, it started as a meetup. It was like yeah. a thousand people showed up to like, hey, let's have dinner in Florida or something. Yeah, right? <laughs> a thousand people showed up, and then uh, I was at the second one. The second one was basically in. Uh, I don't mean to be disparaging. It seemed like like a high school gymnasium, but it was more about the heart of it. The heart of it was meeting like other people that play Destiny, just really really cool community members. And it's been. Uh, I don't like Florida that much, but I love going to this event just to meet everybody and hang out with everybody. And yeah, take that, really Florida, cool. some shade from Destin. I wish they had more shade, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it is so hot in Florida. It's so humid. Yeah, but the, the people are are absolutely great, and uh, it's just really weird because Bungie's just hanging out. They're just talking to everybody. Yeah, and I know there there yeah. are a lot of other games. Uh, Control was there. Mm-hmm. I saw they had a the pre- remedy brought Control. Yeah, to the Control field. was there. Uh, Borderlands was there. Didn't Microsoft? Did they have a any Halo stuff there? My or am I just conv- they didn't they didn't have Halo too. stuff at the Guardian Con event? But I was really surprised they didn't partner up with Guardian Con and do the Halo thing because it's both Bungie creations, right? Sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but for whatever reason, I didn't see any. Yeah, Halo but there was there. a lot going on. It yeah. wasn't just Destiny stuff. No, there was there was other game. There were other games there. They raised like four million dollars for charity. That's, that's, awesome. that's the heart of the event is raising money for sick kids, you know, and it's really expanding. It's it's a cool event, and I can't wait to see how they grow with Gaming Community Expo next year. Even though I am going to have to look up the name a few times, <laughs> I like their well, branding. Well, hey, whatever it's called, it sounds like you know it's a it's a great spirited mm-hmm. event with its heart in the right place and a yeah. a good you know. Uh, thesis basically it's mm-hmm. it's sort of it knows 
that it's it's just about getting the people together and and trying to do some good while you're there and have some fun. So exactly, it's not just. It sounds like it's the opposite of a corporate, you know, just cash grab of yep. an event. It's not. Yeah, like, it, that's what it is. It's just a good at the heart event for positive things. And uh, shout out to Alex, aka Omni Waffle, on Twitter. If you guys know who that is, he do- has a large hand in coordinating the event, getting us our passes, just making sure that we can get in there. Kevin Magic, uh, and Bro Man, all those people have created this event from basically nothing. Hmm. So it's and there's more people I'm not listen, listing, but yeah, it's a big, huge effort from on those guys' part, and it's amazing to just be able to go. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So while you were in Florida, though, you know, we yeah. te- teased this last on last week's show, mm-hmm. you did indeed get to stop by the Halo Outpost. I did. And yeah. you and I actually, I was out yesterday, so I haven't even talked to you off the air about yeah. this. So this is, this is my first time hearing about all the two. I want to hear all about this. Okay, so... This was the the first the first week, right? The first this, installation. This is the first week, and yeah, I'm going to be, be they're car- going to be going to other cities. I want people this. to know that I'm actually trying to develop something. I forgot I'm a manager at IGN, and I have to actually do a lot of other stuff, like coordinate all the games like that. <laughs> so I come back, I'm like, oh yeah, this part of my life. Um, but I'm working on doing more of an editorial breakdown of what uh, Halo Outpost is. So this is this is just conversational. This is. Uh, my first take with Ryan and just kind of letting other people know what I experienced. Yeah. For me, um, it was, uh, you park and then you walk to the convention, then you actually get there. And the first hall you're greeted with is a large empty hall, which was very, very strange. There are some, uh, uh, cosplayers off on the right, just doing some photos with fans or whatever. Wait, just, sorry, not to interrupt. Uh, yeah. Uh, is this separate? Was it, was this in the same proximity to Guardian Con? No, it was a totally different convention. Cross town. Yeah, I think it was probably a it was, coincidence it, more than anything yeah. else. It was 10 minutes away. Interesting. Like a 10 minute drive away and a huge, huge venue. Um, that you had to like walk through to get in, and uh, thank you to the the PR event for allowing us to attend. Mm. Now I need to be negative, <laughs> mm. um, well, or so, constructively critical. How about that? Either way, no, ne- uh, no, <laughs> no constructive criticism. I, I've been Burn really all down. so I've been really struggling with how to handle this. Yeah. because I went with my wife. We were able to get on two rides. We didn't have to wait in lines. We did the Pelican ride. And we did the VR ride. And the VR is actually one of the cooler things. So I'll start with that. The The VR is actually really fun. You've seen it in a lot of the trailers. And it's like, it's uh, Spartans without legs, basically. But mm-hmm. you're in VR and you have a plasma pistol. And this cover pops up while you're in the VR helmet. And then you can kind of like, it's basically like paintball in VR. It was actually really cool. You're like it doesn't, pop, it doesn't. out of cover. And- yeah, yeah. It doesn't look cool, but when you're doing it, it's actually really fun. And my wife was, my wife is not a gamer. Meaning, so you just yeah. did air quotes on a podcast. So just to, yeah. to, con- to, to frame that for people, by look cool, you mean you look kind of goofy to other human beings in real yes. life, but you're not talking about the graphics of it. You're not like, speaking. Well, the, once the graphics inside. are just fine, but like you don't have legs. So right. you're kind of like a floating torso with right. floating arms, right? Uh, I don't know if they're going to iterate on that further, but that is, and including the Reddit reactions, probably one of the strongest rides mm-hmm. that they have available. And I use rides with air quotes more, because more it's, air quotes, it's like, yes. yeah. Um, they're experiences, right? Experiences, It's, it's yeah. not like going to Magic this Mountain. This isn't mm-hmm. California screaming. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Uh, secondarily, there was also some of the other rides include the Pelican Ride, Escape Room, Laser Tag, the VR one I talked about. Uh, they had copies of Halo Reach running on PC there. So if you want to oh, get early nice. yeah. uh, if, and you're going to the one 
in Philadelphia. Be sure you take advantage of like the 300 or 200 machines that they have playable for all the different Halos. And they have they have uh, tournaments and stuff you can enter too. Did, did you play Reach? I did not, but CJ and uh, our friend Teddy did. And I played it at E3. So. Did they have yeah. every, did they have like Master Chief Collection hooked up where you yes. could just play Halo 1 or Halo 2 or Halo, like multiplayer? Yeah. Yes, they did. See, I, I think I would go just to have a Halo 2 LAN because yeah. I haven't had that in 15 years. It was strange. The whole time I was there, I didn't see many people utilizing the machines. That's why I'm like, why? Why aren't people, I guess because you can play it at home. Right, because so all, all these the kids grew up stuff. W- with online being, you know, the, the, yeah. they don't have the nostalgia yeah. for LAN parties. Yeah. So, so the line to get, the line to do the VR thing, people are saying it's two to three hours. It's two to wow. three hours for any of these experiences. Wow. That's a lot. So the VR was a positive experience. It was really, really fun once we got in and we were media. So we were able to you know, go experience it together quickly. And I was only able to do that for two rides. That one and the Pelican ride, which I was really interested in. The Pelican ride... I advise you do last or keep lower on your priority list because you go sit in basically a shipping container that has been <laughs> repurposed to be a pelican. Yeah. So they kind of immerse you. The guy acts like a drill sergeant. You go into this and then you sit in a chair. It vibrates a little and they're like, oh, we're crashing. You need to go over to the panels. So you separate what? into your groups of four. Like an okay. escape room? It's an escape room, basically. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There is actually an right. escape I mean, room, you, but I was, this is sort of an I'm, escape room. I'm with you so far. I was picturing like Star Tours yeah. where you sit down and it's... And then you, you have a panel. It has switches, it has buttons, and it has a twisty knob down here <gasps> and a stop-start button and a lever that you pull. So it has like a bunch of knobs you have to pull. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, you just sort of work together to press the appropriate sequence. And then at one point for the last challenge, it's just like one person will be designated the leader. It happened to be me. So I was like, station four, A, three. And it's like A and then one, two, three on the side. So, so it's Star Trek yeah. bridge crew, essentially. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that is. I do. I didn't do that. It's a, it's a VR, VR game. game. Ubisoft came out. This one's like, not in you, VR. This is like no, a, yeah, a but real thing. Yeah. There's also a mobile game, but it's you get a bunch of people together and like you have to verbally yeah. tell people, turn the accelerometer. Yeah. yeah. So basically you stand at a station, you press the buttons, and then they're like, ride's over. <laughs> and that's it. Then you, right, get out, get out. you get out of the shipping container and they're like, good job, recruiter, whatever. That was probably the the least exciting of the rides. Did Let's you, go back to a positive one. Okay. Yeah. No, well, yeah. hold on. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. This shipping container. Yeah. It's literally a shipping container. Okay, Re- so redesigned. To they, look- they didn't like use it as the interior guts of the Pelican and then build a ship around it. It's just a shipping container that says like Pelican on the other outside. It's painted. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically a US, USNC colors. UNSC, yeah, yeah, or yeah, UNSC. Yeah. yeah, it's like green and green and yeah. Um, a lot of people were also on Reddit underwhelmed uh, by that experience. Another really cool experience, though, that a lot of people seem to be mostly positive about that I, I got to watch. I didn't get to participate in, but they let us like inside while they were doing it. The laser tag. Oh yeah, oh is yeah, really neat. Sounds fun. So they have like. A laser tag arena set up, and you can get in there again, two to three hour wait Good for the line. Killer Yeah. Yeah. And it does the sound effects and stuff like that. Nice. Which is, well, wait, don't quote me on that because <laughs> okay. I didn't get to play it. But yeah. the guns like reload, and it's just really neat watching everybody like run around, take cover behind everything. Well, you, you did a hand motion when you said reload. Is there like an actual reload? You got to like do a, you got to like 
do something with a gun. I okay. noticed people were doing in order to get it to reload. I noticed people were doing. Did you run out of ammo? I didn't get to do it. Oh, okay. I was able to be in the, the place Just to watching. do B-roll watch, shooting. Watch it, yeah. Yeah, for this for this larger piece that I'm developing, and uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, that looked really, really cool because there's like movable cover and, you know, everybody's shooting at each other. Laser tag is just kind of it's fun. fun. It's hard yeah. to go wrong. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, the escape room was broken. Oh, no. For the, the, the duration of the. <laughs> no, <laughs> no uh, the, the escape room was broken. So largely the experiences of that that I was able to gleam are all from Reddit. Mm. And uh, it was broken often apparently. Hmm. And when you go in there, each of the puzzles take 10 minutes. And if you don't solve them in that time, the AI just solves it for you. And then you, you're out, you're done. Well, that's convenient. So that one also Cortana comes on. She's like, all right, guys, uh, (laughs) put, put that low on your priority list. Okay. What else do we have here? Pelican ride escape room, laser tag VR. And then there was a halo ring experience. Oh yeah. That was a three hour wait. And I asked to get in as media, and they said no. Which fair, sure. I, I don't, I don't like going in front of people. But I was on a time crunch. I'm like, I have to go back to Guardian Con because we have a panel at three thirty, you know. And um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to experience that. But it's apparently like a sort of augmented reality thing mm. where something happens. You, you put on the headset and you look up, and the they, ring kind of goes into the sky or something. I have no idea. They wouldn't <laughs> let me. They wouldn't let me film it anyway. They're like, we want to keep that experience like for okay. the event. Yeah. All right. So sort of a, a you know, no verdict on that. No good, verdict good on bad. that. Good or bad. I haven't really seen a lot of people writing writing about it either. Uh, it was really really cool to see the the statues though. The statues yeah. and the the things. As soon as you walk in, it's the first thing you see. You see a scale replica of uh, Master Chief. Uh, okay. And a Covenant. There's also apparently well, flood which, there and guilty spark, but I don't know where they were. Yeah, so um, I wanted to see that so bad and I couldn't find it. When I was just doing my daily Reddit scroll, I kept yeah. seeing uh, an image of a an actual size flood spore. Yeah, <laughs> and and it, it looks really cool. It, it looked super cool, but it also was the size of like a medium sized dog. Like I always thought they were these little softball size things. No, it was probably no, like if you're watching video, no, no, no bigger than your bigger. head. Yeah, it was. Big. Yeah, and then he has like these tentacles that extend out. I think I saw the same tweet going around that you did of like the horrified people like yeah. looking so, at it through what, the glass. Yeah. It looked like when I looked at that picture, it looked like everyone was wearing headphones. So it made me think of like, you know, when you go to the National History Museum and oh, you're yeah, walking a walking through the, tour. Yeah, the Egypt exhibit, they're talking about Tutankhamun and all that. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of that and I'm dying to know what they were saying about this spore. <laughs> like just what what could they have possibly said about a flood spore to make those people's reactions just grimace in horror? Mm-hmm. I, I really, really like the seeing the statues because mm-hmm. being there you kind of get context as a nerd <laughs> as yeah. I am. I'm like, oh, this is what the humans on Earth would have experienced that they saw in a A little slice yeah. of that and universe. Yeah, yeah, a little slice of that universe. So I, I really, really enjoyed that. And I, I'm I'm a big fan of artwork and just seeing the amount of detail on the mandibles mm-hmm. of the the Covenant actually was really, really cool. It was an, so, an elite? Yeah, it was an elite. I can't remember the specific kind. The Arbiter? Elite. No, it wasn't just the Arbiter. A generic, it was, just it was an elite. And uh, there were people dressed as scientists, I'm saying in quotes. <laughs> and they were like, a, we recovered this armor from battle. Oh, and and like, it. it's not a real plasma sword. The kids kept burning themselves on it. So we had to put a fake one. <laughs> oh, you know, like just kind of having fun with it. And I really, really like that they did that. Um, all in all, I highly recommend if you're going to this event, do not get the VIP pass. Get a day pass. 
one of the, one of the biggest complaints people had is that Steve Downs and Jen Taylor, Jen Taylor are there doing autographs, and something went really really wrong. I'm going to read a few quotes. There's a little bit of profanity. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just bleep it out so we yeah, don't just... have to do it in the show. Outpost is a S show. <laughs> Lines were long as f. We waited two hours to see Jen and Steve to get things signed. Then get told it was random raffle to make it fair. How is that fair Ooh. to those who have just waited to be told if they do an to told they would get a chance to meet them if they do another Halo outpost in Orlando? You can count me and my group out. Four of our members bought VIP and regret it. And one person at the event who had bought a VIP ticket actually came up to me and was furious. He said the VIP room was basically two Xboxes with <laughs> janky controllers, you know, uh, like some soda in the corner and that was basically the VIP I would, thing. See, we, we, when you just tell me <laughs> VIP pass in my yeah. head I go, "Oh, so you don't have to wait in the lines. Yes. You get to and go it's like it like buying an e-ticket, uh, a ticket, yeah. a uh, fast pass at Disneyland." Yeah. And you automatically get to meet the people that you want to meet and yeah. get right. things signed. They did not get to meet it. They were the the mother and father were very furious. They were there with a the little kid mm. and I actually I asked the little kid. I was like, "Hey, what did you think of the rides?" He was like, "It was awesome." Yeah. So like the kid was having a good time. Good. The parents were parents were upset. Um, and then uh, another. This is another negative one. He he advises he or she advises. Please don't waste your time on Covenant Escape. The puzzles were simply the simple, and our group solved them so quickly. The AI didn't finish her voice line and bugged out. <laughs> there was also a puzzle that involved <laughs> a moving panel that jammed. Super disappointing. The attractions are not worth coming for. To even that out, though, I did want to. I found this positive post that says Halo Outpost Discovery is fine. And this person said, overall, I feel that my experience was fine. I had a lot of fun. As a VIP, I got access to the Pelican Sim and the Ring experience. Also, as a VIP, I got two special dog tags, six months of Xbox Ultimate Game Pass, some Avatar stuff, the exclusive to Outpost Discovery Funko, a Dave and Buster's coupon a really cool not Halo-related mug, and a Halo bag to put it all in. The Game Pass alone is worth the extra price. And, oh, and it, so it's, it, by the sound of that person, it's that you, you can go to the front of the line. Because they mentioned... For the Pelican the, thing and the, the Halo and the, ring. And the Halo ring, yeah. yeah. Which you said were like three hour, two to three hour waits. Yeah, they're, but everything was. They're long waits, and so. I, really wanted, I really wanted a chance to see them all, and it, I was bummed that I couldn't at least... I wanted to see the ring, and I wanted to see the Pelican thing. My wife... <laughs> newly discovered VR at Guardian Con and she's just like I want to do VR everything so I was like alright let's That's try it cool. out and I'm really glad I did because it, it's being uh, touted as probably one of the best uh, rides yeah. at, at the event well it's uh, mer- like- merch also sells out really quick yeah. like really really fast yeah. so what, what was be the additional price of the VIP over the standard ticket I know a standard ticket is $80 mm-hmm. I think a VIP is 100 to 200 like 150 Ooh. to 200 okay. it, it was high i didn't write that down but i i did write down some of the dates again this is the reason i don't have all my data is because i'm in the middle of developing a feature for this about uh what reddit's saying mm-hmm. the positive versus the negative why why the majority of people are saying they're disappointed with this event and if you look online most people are saying they're disappointed after that guy came up to me, I went to random people throughout the event and I just said, hey, I'm just wondering, uh, I see you're online. Do you mind if I just ask you just about the event and what your experience was like? And most people were like, it's fine. Yeah. I, I think the people that got burned by the autograph signing, 
they they were definitely really mm-hmm. that's understandable so. you know you you go and you get a chance to you know yeah. when are you ever going to get a chance to meet steve downs and yeah. Yeah. taylor yeah. If, if you if you you know get turned away for whatever reason that's super yeah. frustrating yeah apparently people were told that if you got in line in the first hour then you're in and then they were like no, that's not the case. And then only sixty people got autographs from wow. Jen and Steve Downs, huh. and and that that Something as a if if I had bought a VIP pass, and I was super stoked about that, I would be angry too. Definitely, and I I understand that. And initially, I was just going to do a stand up at the event and just just kind of you know, do my due diligence. Well, not even my due diligence. Just do something to talk about the event. Yeah. And as that person who came up to me, I don't remember his name. Uh, kind of inspired me to do a deeper dive into what the event is like from a consumer experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully I can create something cool that you guys can see on IG yeah, soon about what it's like. Yeah. I shot a ton of B-roll, so I, I have footage of a lot of the stuff there. And and to give you an idea what it is like, uh, I love the the replicas of the guns. They had the AR and the pistol. Yeah. Uh, there's some stuff I miss, like the, uh, the, the flood, the flood and the guilty spark and i just wish i knew where it was because <laughs> you go in and it's just a big open space it's like a big convention hall yeah and you can like see everything as soon as you go in there's a center ring oh there's a scale warthog too that apparently nice. functions i forgot oh the one that. from uh from they made from yeah yeah I th- maybe it might no, be from Weta. way way back in the day at oxm we did a feature we sent um i think we had to send a freelancer none of us because we had they we sent someone to I think we actually found someone in New Zealand because we had no budget to actually fly there. Yeah. Uh, somebody we had somebody go to Weta and drive the the real warthog that they had built because they were going to be doing they the, were going to shoot the, the, movie. the movie with, yeah, with um, Peter Jackson. Uh, yes. The so <laughs> that that's that it's, that it's probably the same thing. I'm sure it's just it's not like they disassembled it. I'm yeah. sure it's been yeah. sitting around somewhere. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that they stripped all those props down and used them in District Nine when Neil Blomkamp. Blum, Blomkamp, Blomkamp, Blomkamp. You got it. You Thank got you. it. We did it. Uh, <laughs> when he when he filmed District Nine, maybe. I mean, they u- utilized as much as they could, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So it's it sounds like you know this was also this was the first event. Yeah, it's so, the first. They have uh, July nineteenth, twenty first. So this coming weekend in Philadelphia, uh, and then no, ne- that's next weekend, Comic Con weekend, right? No, you said the nineteenth. That's not this oh, weekend. Oh, you're That's right. Next. It's the ninth. So, I'm so sorry. So yeah. they've got some time. To, they're, yeah. they obviously they pack the whole thing up and they truck it to the next city. And yeah, um, I, hope, hopefully they'll yeah. you know, they'll be able to adapt. I'm sure they're not going to fix everything mm-hmm. in in on the next the next stop that people yeah. are complaining about. But hopefully mm-hmm. they'll be able to address some of it. Yeah, for me, I just want to give consumers who are considering going to this thing an idea of what to expect. Definitely, and sort of steer them in the right direction. And hopefully, like, hey, if you're going to go anyway. Uh, there's some cool statues there. Check out the VR thing if you have some time. Put this stuff lower on your priority list. I mean, people were there hours early for the signings and mm-hmm. still didn't get in, so I don't know what to say about that. That should be addressed by the event handler. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, maybe don't get the VIP pass. And yeah, Microsoft's but, reading all these Reddit threads. You know, They're, they're aware sure. of all the, I, the, the feedback. I did speak to somebody on site and let them know, hey, there's a lot of people who have uh, expressed unhappiness about this, just so you know. And she's like, we're taking all the feedback – Hopefully we can iterate at the next event. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the people at the booth who I spoke to, they were all really nice. Mm. Like everybody seemed really nice. They, yeah, were, I, they were helping everybody out. I wonder and, if it's just like yeah. local event staff. And Yeah, I, th- I think they just hire local actors and stuff to be the scientists or whatever. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So all in all, like I'm kind of in the same boat as the, the person who had more of a measured response who got the VIP ticket. It's fine, but it's not 
foot. It's not like, oh my god, this is the best yeah. thing. You have to go to it. It's just like, eh, okay, it was something to do. Yeah, it sounds like like more of an experiential thing rather than a mm-hmm. knock your side like like a county fair as opposed to Disneyland kind of. Right, that's yeah. a good. That might be a yeah. good analogy there. Yeah. Do you have the other cities in front of you? I, know you, yeah, I think I, I start. I, I think have, I cut you off. Yeah, I got the whole Philly list here. Now. So July nineteenth to twenty first in Philly, August second to fourth in Chicago, August sixteenth to eighteenth in Houston. And August thirtieth to September first in Anna. So there, it's every two weeks. So they, they've, you know, there, there will be time uh, to to try and hopefully improve the overall experience as as this tour mm-hmm. continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, fairs, fairs, good analogy. Anaheim, California, that's pretty close, but it's very close to Gamescom. Also, it's also very close to Disneyland. That's yeah. That's that is yeah yeah. Go to Disneyland after yeah yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, good I'm stuff. Just, I'm just putting together an itinerary, guys. That's all. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm there. Let's go. Yeah. If I, uh, can we get the company to <laughs> to sign off on that <laughs> for research? Yes. Yeah. I don't want to uh, poo poo on the event, but I also want to present all the information that I've gathered to, mm-hmm. to our totally listeners I thought, and viewers. And, I, I was yeah. when you when you told me when you laughed when I said constructive criticism up front. I thought we were in for uh, uh, yeah. a, a bit more of a uh, <laughs> you know we'll really a bit more of a, of a murderous rampage on your part. But no, <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was a pretty pretty even keel uh, report on your part. Thank you. It's hard for me to be angry about it. I didn't pay for anything. Right, right. Context there. I'm yep. media, so I go as media to cover the event. I got into two rides that I didn't have to wait for. Yeah, and I was able to shoot all the B roll that I need to to do this study. So yeah. Well, thank you, Destin. No uh, good problem. Stuff. Good, good feedback for the uh, audience who's looking to go. Sorry, Ryan. One more thing. If yeah. you went, please leave a comment in the description of this video. Let me know what you thought because I can use that in the feature that I'm developing. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, real quick, before we get started with just a few news stories this week, I want to mention that our July IGN First has kicked off. It is a game I am personally very excited about, Control from Remedy. I mentioned it at the top of the show. They were they had a booth at Guardian Con. Yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, this is a game. I love Remedy. I've set, talked about that a million different times on this show. I don't think they've ever made a bad game. Um, I thought Quantum Break was the least excellent of their games, but it yeah. was still a Go great ahead. game. Uh, that damn last boss fight. <laughs> if only that that hadn't been that way. But um, no, I, I I played Control for the first time at GDC mm-hmm. and it felt really good. And then I played again at Judges Week for you know four E three coverage, yeah. and it just feels really good. It's a single player experience, third person action with telekinetic powers. It feels really good when you when you get when you can levitate and you can kind of float around and pick up like chunks of concrete off the wall and. Uh, yeah, cool. it feels real good, and the story seems cool because it's you know it's mm-hmm. it's Sam Lake you know yeah. writing and and their team uh, you know the, the same people that brought you Alan Wake and and Max Payne people at GuardianCon who played it they were like yeah I'm getting that yeah like they were sold after getting to play it for just a little bit so I'm hearing positive things also cool. that's cool mm-hmm. we've got the so our first feature which was yesterday uh, you know we we didn't do anything during the holiday week last week figuring a lot of people were traveling. Uh, so we have the first 13 minutes of the game up. If you if you want to see that on IGN or IGN's YouTube channel, you can see how Control gets started. We'll have a lot more features, a lot more gameplay coming up all July long. But yeah, I'm uh, very excited for this one. And then my, I think I, I think I mentioned this last week. So Sam Lake is my unfiltered guest nice. for July. I was able to we were able to make it work at E3. So we shot it uh, at E3. And look for that. That's going to be in the third. So not next week, but the week after. Two weeks from now, that interview will be airing. Very excited about that. 
and I think, yes, let's get to a bit of news here. You think that's that sounds like typing, Destin? You're doing your your miming typing. I gotta come up with something for the little <laughs> little thing that I do on the video. I uh, love it. Watch the video version. <laughs> Destin's the only reason there is a video version. So he's <laughs> entitled to goof off all he wants. We're really close in the new studio. So I think I said last episode. I know that you don't. We were good. That's yeah. Don't. No more promises. <laughs> but we're really close. It always backfires. Um, that's why I don't announce the IGN first ahead of time because yeah. if you know, you never yeah. know if a date goes wrong, things <laughs> things go south. Uh, okay, so Rocksteady's Batman trilogy, that would be uh, Arkham great. Asylum, City, and Night. Night. Not that other one we don't talk about. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> that, you're, you are correct. Not Origins. So the Batman Arkham Collection is coming to Xbox One in September. It contains the remastered versions of Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, which had previously already released as the Return to Arkham collection, Mm -hmm. and then it just bundles Arkham Knight in there. But yes, no Arkham Origins. If I remember correctly, there was a weird color issue with these originally. I hope they patched that for this this Hmm. release. Oh, yeah. Something something about the, like... Now that you mention that, there was some problems in there. Yeah, tint was wrong or something. I can't remember what it was. But um, it felt like a million years ago. It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm no. still. I love these games. These are th- probably three of my favorite superhero games ever. Yeah, especially Easy. City. 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 I'm with you. Yeah. See, that's, some people are or, are 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 asylum, asylum people, yeah. and some people are city people. I'm a city man myself. And then if you're a weirdo, you're Arkham Knight. I'm, a, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just a city kidding. boy too. Yeah. You know when I I remember when I was playing Knight. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, I don't get the I don't get the hate for this. Because I didn't play it. I played it Casual. fairly soon after it came out, but not like right away. And then as soon as I got to the the tank. horrible Batmobile the stuff at, towards the end of the game, I was that like, you oh. have to do. I was like, oh, I get it now. This is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is not good. There's some tank segments that really break the flow of the whole thing. And like, yeah, it's a bummer. Because otherwise, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, and I guess. And also the villain. But I'm not going to ruin it because people are going to play it in this new collection. Yeah, yeah and that's and that's yeah. my point exactly is if you've already played these games, either you own them or just have played them in yeah. you know friend's house or whatever. Uh, this to me seems like don't bother. Yeah, there's nothing new or special about this. But if you haven't played them, in a long absolutely time. you should play these. These are as I, I'm totally with you, Destin. I mean, these are three of the best superhero games ever made, and I realize that's a bit of a backhanded compliment because superhero video games have historically been pretty bad, uh, really, until Arkham Asylum came around. Yeah, we think there's the Batman games. What are some other really great superhero games? I mean, Hulk Ultimate Destruction, yes. original yeah, Xbox, yeah, yeah, yeah. is always one I mean, of the fondly remembered ones. Yeah. Obviously, Spider-Man, but X-Men Origins, Wolverine, Spider-Man, yeah. PS4, Decent. and Spider-Man Two mm-hmm. before yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There have been a few, oh, few. That, Wolverine, yeah, that was good. Yeah, the Marvel was good. The Marvel like top down RPG games. Were, oh, were coming, Ultimate Alliance. Ultimate Alliance is the, about to come out, but I, I was yeah, they were. Yeah, Ultimate the original Alliance, two were liked. Yeah. yeah, those were those were Raven. Yeah, I still X-Men love those. Legend. So was I still love those X Men yeah. games on like the Genesis and. Yeah, I like the X Men Genesis game, the first one. The second one, a lot of people liked. Also, I don't remember which one is which, but the one I loved was the one where you could bamf around with Nightcrawler. I know you could do that in the first one, and I think he was in the second one. Well, the, the, the one I love, we'll they all bleed love together. Is, uh, the six-player X Men arcade game. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's 
classic. The beat em up. And that did eventually come to Live Arcade on 360. Mm-hmm. It, oh. it did come out. You can play it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, if you, you know, not worth double dipping at all, don't do it. But it, if you've never played these, or if yes, you're just itching to play them again in HD remake, then maybe. Did maybe. We, did we get a price on this? Uh, no, it, I don't. I, we could check Amazon real quick and I'll see. I'll check you guys. Because it, it came from an Amazon UK listing and then Rock City confirmed it. And yeah. that's when IGN reported on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, so basically, this is, this is a case where Warner Brothers owns Rocksteady mm-hmm. and they. I don't believe they don't have a. Uh, I don't believe they have a big fall release. So this was probably I mean, a business decision made. Like, hey, this is our last chance yeah. to 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 put these out on this generation of consoles because the PS5 and Scarlet are coming next holiday. So they probably just said, hey, let's let's take some easy money out of this. Yeah, WB's been kind of quiet this year. I mean, they had Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat was which, their big release. Yeah, and, you know, they just announced uh, the Skywalker Saga. The Lego Star Wars game. Lego, yes, the Travelers because they own Travelers Tales. Thirty nine ninety nine for in pounds. I can uh, so only find the UK. That's, that's that's about sixty bucks, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, here forty seven ninety nine on the Xbox. Oh, store. is it okay? So on, yeah, it's that's not, not bad. bad. No, I was going to say, you know, I mean, I know this is an Xbox podcast, but these games, the Arkham series, is on oh. sale on Steam, like. Every oh, that's with Game Pass. Sorry, guys. It's fifty nine ninety nine. It so, is. So it's okay. full retail that's, price. Yeah. I was going to say, because the exchange rate, I thought, was still about one and a half to one. So, <laughs> Yeah, so I got to imagine WB is kind of just, you know, quietly building their salvo for next generation. So this makes sense. Like, right. I mean, you figure... Doing um, what Capcom did, remasters, re-releases. Because we know, you know, rock, whatever Rocksteady's thing is, that every E3 for the last... Probably three years we've got. Is it going to be there? This is going to be the year. You know, so Rocksteady will have And then, and then two weeks before game. the show, they tweet out, hey, <laughs> we're not going to be there. Stop emailing us. Well, you're right, though. So Rocksteady has, will have their new, new probably not Batman thing yeah. at, uh, on Next Gen. Superman. Uh, Monolith sh- will, will have what I, what I would guess would probably be another sh- Mordor game. I think they'll keep going with I, that for I at least one, so. more, yeah. one more time. Yeah. Um, and then you'll we'll go into I guess in two to three years from now on Scarlet, we'll have uh, Nether Realms uh, Injustice Injustice Three, right? So, and then yeah, I'm not sure what other can't remember what other. You think we're getting a new have. Mordor? Did they confirm? I, the, no, no I, they, I'm just purely guessing. But like when we did the IGN first for Shadow of War two years ago now, mm-hmm. um, Michael DePlata, the creative director, was saying like he would love to just make Lord of the Rings games for as long as he can. Yeah. Um, well, you work in the right place, Michael. Yeah, he did say that I think War wrapped up Talion story, the main character. Yeah. And no spoilers if you haven't played it, but it ends it, it, the game ends in a very good place for that character. Um so I I'm curious to see if they go in a different direction. But although you never know, they could surprise us and just do a whole another Lord of the Rings game, but they like completely I, different. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I would think you know the the tech that they built for that. Yes, the Nemesis it, the, system. It, partic- I was just going to yeah. say, particularly the Nemesis system is, and they use Rocksteady's. Uh, they use Rocksteady's, you know, combat, or at least that's how it started, and it's been evolved yeah. since then. But. So I, that's why. That's why. Just my instinct tells me that it's going to be another Mordor game. Yeah, where but, would you? Where would you want to see a Mordor game? I, I mean, there's plenty of room to play around in that in that world. You yeah. know, so um, I want to be Sauron. Are there any? That'd be pro- cool. Yeah, like yeah, like, like be a bad guy. Become it, as he grows to, be, like comes to power. 
Yeah, well, I mean... That would okay. be a really fun... All right, everyone. Now put, we're talking. All put right. on your robe and your wizard hats. Here we go. Uh, yeah, he started out as a lieutenant, like, well, like way back in the first age, I want to say. So it would be interesting to see, like, him rise to power and overthrowing... I want to say his name is Morgoth, was his commanding... Anyway, there's a lot of room. And, and I, I say this because Shadow of War kind of dipped into the... Uh, bad side of things a little bit during mm-hmm. gameplay without trying to give anything away. So I would love to see him just go full in and Shadow of Mordor, Rise of Sauron. Yeah, there's your title. Yeah, boom, did it, done. Hire me, marketing team. Cut the check. No, don't. I don't want to work in marketing. <laughs> who, else, who else? they got for superheroes? They got Flash. They have Superman. Oh, I mean, all the yeah, all DC? the DC stuff. Yeah, Ooh, just no. looking to see a if there's Flash game ones. would be crazy. How would that even work? That wouldn't. Supergirl. Good luck with that. Like you, you would swamp ha- thing. Yeah, Teen Titans. Teen Titans for a hero, beat yeah. him up or something. Yeah, yeah. I would. I'd like to see like a Wonder Woman game. I think that'd be I, I'm cool. just trying to remember what other studio. Well, I guess we're getting off track, but yeah, you're right though. N- uh, next gen, it's it's been pretty quiet for WB, but they've they've definitely got some some uh, bullets in the chamber for when Scarlet and PS5 roll around. Yeah, I mean, oh, outside WB world. owns Rooster Teeth. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Either. Yeah, they own Full Screen, who owns Rooster Teeth. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Like WB proper, not WB Games. WB, yeah, Warner yeah. Brothers. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Play Dead. Makers of Inside and Limbo before that. They are hiring, which, I mean, hey, if you're a talented artist or programmer or game developer listening to this podcast and you want to work with those guys, check out their job listings. Uh, PC Gamer did, not because they want to work there, but because they're good reporters, and they found that uh, Playdead has slowly been revealing new concept art from their next game, in their job postings over the last two, three months, Cheeky. which is really cool. Uh, the artwork shows a game that uh, certainly sticks to their established style, kind of a moody, melancholic landscape, painted in almost monochrome colors. But uh, this time around, there is a definite sort of sci-fi tilt to it. Nice. And uh, at least at least that's what the, the art suggests. And uh, let's see. Oh, last year, an article on DR Playdead co-founder Arndt Jensen said that the upcoming game will, quote, move away from the 2D style that Playdead is known for with the game opening up to become a much larger explorable area. So I wouldn't get your hopes up for seeing the game anytime soon. Yeah. Describing the photos, there is a astronaut in a swampy desert, if that can be imagined. I mean, that was... It's like watery, swampy, and then there's like a shack... That's just sort of sitting there. It looks one of them yeah, it looks a little bit trailer. like Mars. Yeah. One, yeah, one of those images was that original one that they did publicly release. Was that the one, one with only... the parachute? Yes. Yeah, the parachute crash landed. So yeah. in a darker section of what we assume is the same level, there is that same character with an alien-looking antenna with a round top. It looks like a grill, but with a long antenna at the bottom of it. And then he is in the mountains. And yeah, it's it's still that like high contrast, a lot of like pitch black in the forefront with colored uh, background yeah. art. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Like I, the first thing that pops in my mind is sort of a limited open world play dead style game where you land on a planet and you have to discover its secrets. Right. You know, yeah. similar totally. to Limbo, but like now you have six axes. Well, I mean, when that first piece of concept art came out like two years ago now. We, we sort of colloquially referred to it as outside because yeah. it had sort of a similar 
art style, kind of similar artistic vibe mm-hmm. as inside, but it was clearly in, an, in, in a larger outdoor setting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm content to keep calling it outside. You said outside in the now. intro, and I was going to correct you, and then I was like, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, uh, I'm, I've got it. I got this. You got this. But, yeah, uh, I, I would bet that, well, A, Play Dead are perfectionists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. B, they, uh, they took six years between Limbo and Inside, and therefore, I'm, I'm, history suggests we are at least three years away from whatever this game is. Because yeah, this is this is one of those companies where I don't even care. Just make your game exactly. Make it, make it the way you want to make it. Yeah, I mean, we knew Inside was coming when it when it was in the sense of like we knew they had a game. They had shown little, the tiniest bits of Inside. Yeah, years prior to 2016 when Inside came out, and then when it did finally come around, they just they pretty much just dropped it on yeah, us. Yeah. Which was for the best because the that was a game where the less you knew about it going in, the better off you were. So I'm I'm totally fine with that for this. It's like, all right, give me a little screenshot or a concept art every mm-hmm. now and again just to remind me that it's yeah, still that coming. It's still coming and yeah. then just drop it when it's done. I don't want to see anything like I'm the previews editor at IGN. Don't even have a preview event. Don't, don't yeah. just don't just drop the final game on me, and their, I'll be happy. Their games are phenomenal. They just they strike a mood yeah. just with a single screenshot of any part of any of their games. It seems it, and, yes, and I love that they're able to convey that that emotion just by this artwork that we're seeing of this new property. So I'm already excited, and I have no idea what the game is about. Yeah, not only is there personality in their environmental art, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, there's personality in their animations, too. Yes. Because yeah. if you play oh in, my goodness, you, yes. If you play inside, the way the boy walks, the way the little underwater girl. Oh, and well, like, like when he runs and the dogs are coming yeah, he's, up on he's him. like yeah. looking over his shoulder and, and obviously the thing at the end, right? Yeah. Um, but I go back to like the little girl under the water, like when she's she's yes. like desperately grasping at you yes. as she's coming forward to you, and just like the attention to detail in that animation kind of strikes fear into you, like she is coming for you. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're just so good at what they do. I mean, I've said this before; I'm repeating myself, but every to me, literally every frame of Inside mm-hmm. looks like it has about 17 layers of polish on it. Oh yeah, where hence the six years. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. It's like most games, granted, it's this is a smaller scope, smaller team that takes six years. You know, most games we're used to, we're lucky to get one, one layer of polish mm. this in this day and age, in this day of early access and, you know, game preview. And, Limbo- and there's, a, there's a, of course, I'm not, I'm not knocking that stuff, but it's just, it's rare that, that we see a game that has such absurd amounts of, detail and polish yeah. in every frame of it the way like i don't think there were any bugs in inside or any like Spo- glitches spoilers <laughs> you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah like it's 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 almost a technically perfect game yeah technically and of course i gave it a 10 as well yeah. i think very highly of it but anyway yeah it's going to be a while. Speaking of Project Scarlet, <laughs> look for look for this game to, to be on Scarlet. Man, like Limbo must have sold so well. Well, you remember they they ended up putting it on pretty much everything, yes, including afterwards. phones. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'll bet it right. I'll bet it made a mint just on. I just like how on you, mobile. How do you sustain the development? Because there's correct small team. It, it, oh, is it? And, is it, is and it really I think tiny? Uh, I forget oh, forget what country they're in. 
It's like yeah. not the Netherlands. It's some. Oh, now I got to look it up because uh, I don't want to be. It's not super okay. stupid. But <laughs> even if you, have you know, a... it's not like they're not developing it in San Francisco where yes. it costs a billion dollars to have a, a, a game studio. Yeah, but man, even if you have a fifteen-person team, like developing for six years, that is that is a hefty they, chunk of change. They probably outsource a lot of it. Like they're probably not all centralized. Yeah, in this Denmark. Office. Okay. They're in Copenhagen. Oh, it's a lovely town. It was that part of the world. But yeah. Um, They're loaded. And <laughs> hey, they deserve it. Limbo and yeah. Inside are both masterpiece video games. Oh, I just assume because they're in Denmark. <laughs> like everybody there just has money to burn. <laughs> Every single person. Just kidding. I'm generalizing. That's bad. Mm. Destin. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, all right. Let's move on here. Gears 5. Actually, I had to stop myself right there from saying of war. Gears 5. Yeah. You'd think after a month of covering the game that I would have it right, but my brain still wants to say of war. You're also coming off 10 years of the series. Gears 5 of war. You can be forgiven. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There is a tech test coming up if you want to play some multiplayer, and it's going to be available to Game Pass subscribers. So reason number 738 to have Game Pass. Uh, You get some pre-release action on Gears 5. So this will start July 17th. That's next week. And you'll be able to download that tech test. Still need Xbox Live Gold. It's a multiplayer test, so you will need a gold subscription. Uh, and it will run, the tech test will run from July 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific through the 21st. So that's that's next weekend. And then it will come back the following weekend, July 26th, 10 a.m. Pacific through July 29th. Mm -hmm. Uh, You will be able to compete in Escalation. And then there is uh, a new arcade mode and King of the Hill. And there's a boot camp feature, sort of a little training thing you can run through as well. So uh, this is is part of that plan that that Rod Ferguson had laid out on stage at E3. Right. You know, they started with Escape, which we focused our coverage on. uh, And that was their E3 focus. And then now the tech test where you get some other game modes, then they'll talk versus and horde before wrapping up with uh, with a some something or other from the campaign before the game actually drops at the beginning of September. But I cannot wait to play more of this because yeah. it's, it's it's just it's too much fun. <laughs> it's too much fun. I played you know Miranda got to play a ton for the idea yeah. and first up there. Right. I played one round at E3 <laughs> of escape, and hey, I'm lucky I got to play that round. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but I want some more. Was that yeah. the showcase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played one round. It was with um, Miranda and I forget who else. I think a Miranda, a random, and I think somebody from the Coalition was. No, wait, it's three players. So it was just the two of us and a yeah. guy we didn't know. Escalation, King of the time? Hill. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that if you are a Game Pass subscriber. And finally, <coughs> excuse me. Not quite. It's not literally Xbox news, but this is, I think, a very much of interest to Xbox fans. Cuphead is getting a animated series on Netflix, which you hear that and you go, of course. Yeah, why not? Of course it is. And why it makes not? so much sense. And that's like, hopefully that's going to be great. It's being handled by Netflix Animation. So Netflix's okay. own Their in-house yeah. animation studio. Whereas like Voltron, which I super loved on Netflix, uh, that was, that was um, DreamWorks. Through, that was through them. So this will be through Netflix's own in-house 
animation studio. The Moldenhauer brothers will executive produce, and then they got uh, their sh- the showrunners are it's sort of some people that did Disney stuff, and there was a SpongeBob person in there, so it seemed like a a good mix of of veteran animation talent. That's awesome. That will head this up. I had a chance to chat with Chad and Jared Moldenhauer on the phone ahead of the announcement. Uh, no release date, so that was the number one thing. It sounded to me that they're still in the pretty early stages of things. Yeah. Like they, it didn't sound like they had scripts yet. Like I think they're still sort of fleshing out concepts and where they want to go with it. But it won't follow the story of the game. It won't just be like a cartoon retelling of the game. It'll be but it will know, be new the, main, the main character. Yeah, it'll be Cuphead and Mugman, um, and it'll be on Inkwell Isle. And they said, you know, it's like, so is this going to tie into? The Delicious Last Course, mm-hmm. which is the DLC expansion coming next year, or vice versa. Will there, will there be stuff from that in in the cartoon? And said no. It's they use the analogy of of you know like the old Mickey Mouse cartoons, yeah. where Mickey Mouse could be a pilot in one episode Steamboat and he could be a, a baseball player yeah. in the next episode. So that kind of thing, where you yeah. know the the the, the standalone universe, it'll just be yeah. any anything's possible in there. It will be hand drawn. But they said, <laughs> so I was like, you guys can't possibly be doing this whole cartoon by hand, no right? Way. And they're like, well, no, but kind of. Like, So they're going to uh, – there's a, a term that they dropped that I don't know if they invented this term. I don't think they did. I immediately recoiled because it was it, – it made me – it just gross. It was terrible. Tradigital animation? Oh, God. Don't yeah, like right? that. See? That's, now, <laughs> see, this is why I can never do marketing because it's just like, ew. Tradigital. Uh, oh. So it is hand drawn, but not onto paper. So it's you know it it'll, it will be hand drawn, but just into probably tablets yeah. and you know yeah. professional artists that that including them that will uh, that will do. So it'll it'll have the same look and sure. and feel as Cuphead, just without the absurd paper inked <laughs> you know meticulousness because they've actually got they got to get the damn thing done yeah. in in less than ten years. So well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, but yeah, it sounds super fun. Yeah, I mean, how could you not want that? I'm curious to see the personalities because you play the game and you kind of ascribe whatever you want onto these right. characters. Well, they said uh, so. The 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 press release described uh, Mugman as like the I think the super gullible one, where basically he's just like down for whatever. So it sounds like Cuphead will kind of lead the way, and Mugman might be the. Uh, like the goofy, almost yeah. sidekick yeah. kind of character. Older, younger brother situation. Yeah. So. I'll watch this on Netflix, that's for sure. Good place to put it. But yeah, yeah. good. I mean, good for them. I, I asked them about that. Like, it. yeah, it was how how awesome for them that they're going to be on the largest streaming service in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about a way to up your brand identity. Yeah. Like, have a show on Netflix. I mean, I know there's, I'm sure there's plenty of content on Netflix that. Barely well, ne- gets ne- seen by anyone yeah. ever because there's so much. Netflix won't stop greenlighting shows. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, I imagine they just have a check cutting machine. You go up and press the button. <laughs> make your make your thing. Yeah, just it's, it's just they're all signed. Just fill in the amount you need. Yeah, exactly. Blank <laughs> checks. But uh, no, I thought this was awesome and really happy for the Moldenhauer team. That uh, yeah, this whenever is cool. this comes around, I'm super down to watch it. It'll this is fun. cool, especially considering where they came from. You know, like right? just to get the game made. I remember the first time we saw it at uh, one of the one of the Microsoft showcases down here, just a couple blocks away. GDC, yeah. No, no, no. It was it was one of the off, oh, I know. off-season yeah, yeah, ones, yeah. and they were talking about it. 
and they were talking about just like how much of themselves they put into this. And and I think one of the brothers told me that it, they like did a second mortgage on their house to fund development of Correct. it. And he's like, yeah, so I really hope it works out. And now they're coming to Netflix. Like what a cool success right? story that is. Yeah. Uh, I did a, an IGN unfiltered with the two of them, yeah, the two together. brothers. Uh, fortunately, Maya couldn't make it as yeah. well. She's a big part of the team. But um, yeah, if you, if you never saw or heard that unfiltered, it kind of goes through that whole like day jobs to game development right. story. Developing in the attic or the basement. Yeah. Or, and it's a, it's a, I thought it was a really good conversation. So please do check that out if you never did. And that will wrap it up for the news. Let's see here. Where are we at? 54 minutes. Oh, yeah, wow. Let's, we, we, haven't, good. we haven't done the loot box in quite a while. Let's do it. So let's do it. Andy from Newcastle, UK says, I have many fond memories of old Xbox Live, as many Xbox gamers do. He, he cites Rainbow Six 3, mm-hmm. Halo 2, Good. Burnout 3, Great. Splinter Cell Spies vs. Mercs. That was S, an excellent mode. Uh, PGR 2. Uh, and he's, So just right now, now I just want to go play all those games. P- PGR 2? Why can't I? What is that? Project Gotham Racing. Oh yes. Okay, thank you. I was like plants, garden, bro, Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna get thrown off the show with. Uh, How uh, dare you? PGR baby. <laughs> PGR. Project Gotham. Project. That was you know, the the soul of PGR has effectively been absorbed by Playground into Forza Horizon. Mm-hmm. But man, mm-hmm. PGR two was my two and three, to a lesser extent four. But yeah. They were my jam back in the day because they weren't as they they were realistic but not like just meticulously hardcore ultra realism they weren't like sim racers yeah yeah they were still That's... like real cars real co- they were one of the first if not the first to do a full cockpit view yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah like still you know the kudos points you, know, you power slide through a corner and you get the you get the kudos point build up now they, they effectively have that system in mm-hmm. horizon now and pgr was was my jam it's yeah. good stuff anyway uh, and it had really good multiplayer modes as well, which oh, is cool. why Andy is citing it. Speaking of multiplayer. Yeah. So uh, continuing Andy's loot box question, he says, do the IGN experts think it is likely or even possible that Microsoft will do their magic and open the servers for old Xbox Live? With the big push regarding backwards compatibility over the last couple of years, it seems plausible for Scarlet. Maybe? Anything is possible, Andy. Likely, anything unfortunately, is possible. I don't think so. I agree with Destin. I think yeah. that's probably a non-starter. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason is because you would have to have somebody like uh, the people who did the Killer Instinct multiplayer. You know, you have to figure out a way to build that infrastructure again. And uh, I, I just don't see them dedicating resources so that we can all play old games that we loved online. I agree. And I'm bummed. I'm like, I would love that. Oh, my God. If I could go yeah. back to uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Halo 2 and... Yeah. I can't remember the name of that app, Ryan, the construction site with the big... You can go back to Halo 2 with the Master Chief Collection. Yeah, Master Chief Collection. You're all good, man. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But, okay, but, you know, Rainbow Six Rainbow Six Oh, my gosh. I got to (laughs) go. But, yeah, so, like, if you you could go back and play all these... I mean, God, how many hours I lost to Mech Assault when it came to Xbox Live? Yes. It was, like, Mm -hmm. the first game where I'm like, oh, I see it. I get it now. This is really cool. Um but like Destin said, you not only have to redesign, you have to create a new infrastructure. Yeah, the whole back end to for support that. the yeah. new the new and, uh, Xbox Live, and each one probably had its own system, like 
Halo definitely had a different system. Yeah, than oh, the yeah, others yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big problem yeah. with cross-platform play, right? Is like, mm-hmm. how do you use Xbox Live and make it communicate with the PlayStation mm-hmm. Network? Um, and you'd have to solve for that for these games as well. In addition to that, you're talking server costs, which just continue to accrue over time for a subsect of the audience that probably isn't going to be worth it. You know? Yeah, yeah. The audience would be too low, so it's a cost-benefit analysis thing. And as a business, they just it would be a hard sell to justify. Yeah firing everybody up to build these infrastructures necessary. But you know what would be cool is just to end this a little If they did it anyway, well, that would be A, cool. if they did it. But like, <laughs> what if, what if there, there was like a, a – so we've got the anniversary of the original Xbox coming up in 2021 mm-hmm. with the – I guess the, the anniversary of Xbox Live is 2022. But, you know, do like a throwback weekend where – they just somehow are able to fake it using xCloud maybe <laughs> and just turn all that stuff back on for like a limited time and then make and just make a bunch of those games free for a limited time like go play all the old stuff we're yeah. celebrating all the old games i think that would be neat as like a a, a short term thing right yeah but it would be expensive yeah it would be expensive but maybe maybe they're the tech's not as hard as we know. M- maybe I mean, yeah. we're not I developers mean, we are so, yeah. we are <laughs> we have no bearing on what it actually takes <laughs> to do this um yeah, I just imagine all the infrastructure that have to be recreated and the server costs, and then you're you're dividing the audience and and directing them away from the new games that you're trying to sell them and the new games that you want them to play online. Mm-hmm. I don't see it happening. Would it be awesome? Yes. Yeah, nah, uh, but I don't think so. I'm in sad agreement <laughs> with both of you on this one. But sorry, Andy. a great topic by Andy, nevertheless. We are stoked, though. We love those games. But I do Good memories. like the idea of, with the idea of backwards compat and future-proofing, we might see, you know, the 360 or the current Xbox One multiplayer suites kind of live on live on a little mm-hmm. bit in, yeah. in through the next generation and maybe the generation after that, if there is one. I was thinking, in the shower this morning, I was thinking about our Xbox naming conversation last yes. week. A lot of People hit me up about that, too. That yeah. was a fun one. Yeah. I was thinking, you know what the Xbox Infinite would be great for? The last console you'll ever need. <laughs> what if you just buy this console and they're like, yeah, we're not going to make hardware anymore. We're just going to continue to update. So I talked to somebody who works know. in marketing, and they're like, I don't think they can use that because of Xfinity. Smart. It might be too close. Sure they could. Dang it. I mean, Xfinity is its own dumb I, word. I, I think they you own the for- rights to Infinity. Which means, marketing-wise, you can't use the word infinity without paying a licensing fee to But we were talking about Xbox Infinite. Right. But but if it causes brand confusion, you can litigate and argue that it's too close to your trademark. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, I'm no lawyer, but that doesn't... Just some marketing guy. What does he know? I'm not, I'm not <laughs> ripping on kidding. the marketing guy. I'm just joking, right? Who knows, man? All yeah. you need to do is find a judge, and there are some wacky decisions these days that's, coming out of the, judici- well, the judicial that's, that's system. That's another show entirely. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that name, though. Xbox Infinite? Infinite. Infinite, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Let's just call it that. Somebody, it some, let's call it that. Somebody so did a really cool to... mock-up, and I think sent it to us, of the yeah. Xbox 720. That it had kind of a like a blue mm-hmm. treatment to it. I thought it looked pretty cool. I don't think they'll ever abandon the green. No, the, the Sony's got blue on lock. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see that. I don't. I don't see on Microsoft lock. going into that territory at all. You almost said unlocked. I was just sorry. <laughs> yeah, it would be smart. Yeah, yeah. It would be smart because <laughs> if you are if you are trying to market against compet- uh, competition. You need something bigger than five, you know. So Xbox well, Seven Twenty Seven Twenty just makes is going to make people think of Seven Twenty P, which is yeah, the thing does four K. Yeah. So 
if anything, they might. I mean, I know we talked eight uh, K. Yeah, right? I mean, they might they might call it the uh, the Xbox Four A. <laughs> oh yeah, that could be it. Yeah, but I doubt it. So. I don't the I don't, X. I don't think it's going to be anything. I think they're going to come out with something <laughs> unique. Yeah, and and none of us will have seen it coming. The X break up with your current console. Come <laughs> over here. <laughs> the Xbox Redemption. The EX box. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now I'm still voting for next box. But every year, every generation, we get to throw that one out there. Yeah. Next box. Little lowercase n, <laughs> lowercase e, capital X box. Next yeah. box. Why not? <laughs> Could be anything. Uh, Andy, thank you so much. If you want to send in a loot box question for the panel to consider. Send it into unlocked at IGN.com, which is also the way you send in unlock block trivia questions. But for this one, we need the question, the four multiple choice answers, and note the correct one in your email. John is this week's trivia asker. And John asks, uh, if you remember when Xbox Live Arcade launched. Oh, crap. This. Right, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is a good one. Uh. This is this. I remember this well. There was a 50 megabyte file size limit mm-hmm, when at the beginning mm-hmm, of the uh, live mm-hmm. arcade because of the console we were talking about last week, the Xbox Live Arc, excuse me, the Xbox 360 arcade, yeah, that didn't have a hard drive and you had to buy uh, memory cards, cards. yeah, yep. and there were there were uh, up to, there were like 64 meg memory cards, uh, so which game was the first to break past that 50 megabyte limit? For Xbox Live Arcade, was it Doom, Alien Hominid HD, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, or Braid? Do either of you gentlemen remember? Brandon, I, I don't, but I should know this. I think I would have gotten this on my own without having looked at the the question and answer. Brandon, I, I think I remembered this one. Do you know? It? Yeah, you're 100 percent sure. I am 90 percent sure. <laughs> <laughs> Second week in a row, Destin's going to make me look like a clown. Um, B, Alien Hominid HD, final answer. D, Braid. God! That's what I was going to say, too. It's Castlevania. Dang it! Oh, <laughs> well. Mr. Confident. Egg on both I said 90%. Faces. Yeah, I thought it might be that, because Jonathan Blow's, like, Jonathan Blow's Braid was one of the big, big, first big XBLA hits. Like, it was, it, yeah. Castle Crashers. Why'd they do it for Castlevania? There, there were a couple others. Uh, it's probably just a bigger game. Yeah, just needed more than 50 megs, man. What are you going to do? Yeah. Doom was less than 50 megs in its yeah. original form. I'm like, it's not PC Doom. It wasn't Doom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, nice job, John. You stumped both Brandon well done. and Destin. John, a thin blow. Castlevania <laughs> would have been my second guess. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Brandon. Send those trivia questions in. We'll play again next week. I, I've barely tallied, I've barely added any points to the board for like the last month. It's great. I'm winning. We've been... <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. I love it. You don't have to be first. You just have to be faster than your friend outrunning the bear. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right. Who's Let's... getting eaten in this scenario? <laughs> no, the old saying, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun your friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> outrun was, the... was that not clear? Yeah, I got it. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Mixed the metaphor. bear will eat your friend <laughs> while you get away safely. Someone dies if they don't win trivia? I'm scared. I don't want to win now, you guys. Welcome oh. to 2019, where we play for final stakes. <laughs> Welcome to Running Man. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. That'd be great. Time to go. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. 
Uh, when I'm not writing about Cuphead things, I'm writing about other video game things for IGN. I feel like I've been doing a lot of Cuphead stuff lately. Uh, well, I mean, there's been a, a fair bit of news lately. It, it is interesting. Yeah, there was, uh, you know, there's this uh, this TV show thing, and then Elon Musk dropping the Cuphead Tesla announcement yeah. like straight into my lap. And then and the DLC. The DLC thing recently. As to be fair, this kind of makes up for the two years we went without any word about that's, Cuphead. That's fair. Before it came out. Fair point. But uh, yeah, no, controls, uh, IGN first. Please keep an eye on that. Just check in on the site every day or so. We'll have something new and cool on a game that I'm super looking forward to. Destin. Just follow me on Twitter, at Destin Gary. I'm working on the Halo thing that I talked about earlier. And uh, it's sort of getting back in the groove now that I'm back from Florida. Yeah. Brandon, take us home. <laughs> Hi. Sorry I was so low energy today. I'm going to go do some Dayquil. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter as well. It's just my name, Brandon, at Brandon Tyrell. And um, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Follow my Instagram for bird photos. Yeah. Destin around. Hey, they're pretty interesting. Did those, uh, did those little little hatchlings leave the nest? Yeah. They're all grown up, actually. I went for a two-mile run this morning. Yeah. And uh, I'm losing weight. Anyway, uh, yeah, they're they're like almost adults now. Like they're they're pretty pretty big. It was pretty cool to watch that. It's awesome. whole journey. Did yeah. you miss them while you were in Florida? My wife, and I, my wife and I went there like first thing this morning. Yeah, good. It's like let's go see the yeah, babies. Check in. And that's how she encouraged me to run to the <laughs> to run to the lake. But yeah, I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> did she run, did she run with you? Yeah, oh, we cool. run together. Nice. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, good stuff. Married life suits you, Destin. It does. She's wonderful. I'm glad you're happy. She's the best. Glad you're happy. Glad she's happy. Yeah. That's all you can. That's all. That's you got that in life. All you need is love. Yeah. Yeah. The Beatles were right. Yeah. And, right ba- the whole and, time. and baby birds for motivation. Hey, whatever it takes. Yeah, man. All right. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut melanie linsky 
wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.